When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. No, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. Didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No. You're working at Inatech because that question is bull to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean up if they had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax, I would sit on my ass all day, I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do If I had a million dollars... Well, welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Howell. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures down 46. Yeah, 46. Whack, whack, whack. NASDAQ Futures down 198. Dow Futures down 289. We're just down 300 individual. We only got one of them up. Chevron Texaco is up a little bit because oil's up a little bit. Everybody else is red. Microsoft down 4.30. We've got uh, Home Depot down 3. We also have Greg Pappas in the office. Locked out of his place. He hopes it's not an omen. Bright and early. Bright and early. <laughs> well, you know, he's uh, he's hanging over there. And he, so we'll, uh, we'll go through what's going on here. Hey, uh, your favorite firms here are getting uh, the, the letter spanking from the, uh, you know, it's it, here's this guy who's ahead of, uh, is there any, any morals at all in these people? The, uh, for anybody who doesn't know this, FTX is like the backbone of, uh, I'd say it's a backbone, Greg, the, uh, because those are the guys with the little letters on the umpires. They pretty much have bailed other people out, right, or at least bought them that have had trouble. It's SBF, chief of FTX. Yes. It's, it's Sam Bankman-Fried. You know, I, I just I have an issue with these guys that go on TV, but it's one thing to not comb your hair or wash your hair. It's quite another to have it styled must. Now, there's no way this guy, he could walk behind a Learjet and he can't get it that must. <laughs> something tells me that he, it's something due to uh, the time it takes to style that hair versus the utility he gets out of styling that hair is, is probably not to his liking, so he probably just doesn't, and that was that. How would you like walking in some place and they say, well, how would you like your hair? Must. <laughs> no, like really must. Like tousled. Tousled. Uh, uh, anyway, the... Uh, FDIC has issued letters to five crypto companies demanding they stop making false claims about deposit insurance. They have none. They, 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 let, they let people think that this is... Recipients are FTX US, along with CryptoNews.com. Who the hell are they? Well, you would know more about the disclosures. Um, oh, absolutely. Are they, are they US? Uh, well, sure. Well, I think they have a section, but some of their... Well, it doesn't matter. If you, if you advertise here that you're insured, you've got to be insured. As a trading account? Well, I'm saying if if if, uh, if if PTI was in was in Europe and we advertised here and said, by the way, everybody's got FDIC. No, you don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so SEC might have something. Get a load of this name. The, the names are FTX US, along with CryptoNews.com, CryptoSec.info. I don't know. Is info a? I mean, that's a Matt Burn question. Is info mm-hmm. a uh, a suffix for? Uh, like that and net.org? I guess it is. I could check it out, yeah. Smartasset.com. 
Let me get a load of these guys. FDICcrypto.com. <laughs> how's, how's that for a lead? How do you use somebody else's? Uh, I got to believe FDIC is a, is a trademark. <clears throat> I mean, they're, <laughs> they could just dot gov it yeah and that's uh that's the end of that yeah but <laughs> what? I, I i love the the how do these people get away with this stuff they weren't the only ones though were they, they five, were, oh, five of them yeah, yeah they, those <laughs> are the five fdiccrypto.com how do you <clears throat> how do you just find these guys today without giving them a cease and desist day one again it's i'm thinking it's because they're really not that much on the radar it's the numbers are the retail trade is kind of blown up already and do you realize how many people we pay in washington to be on the radar to be on the radar to do something how many regulators do you think we have uh, in the equities or the futures uh i'm talking comptroller of currency the fed fdic the states uh who else consumer protection group there's i bet there's 200,000 people not that 150,000 people you'd have to look at like if their FTX US is advertising differently than their FTX, you know, the uh, the foreign banks. I'm zeroing in on the FDIC, FDIC crypto. How do they use your name for God's sake? <laughs> Maybe they're creating a blockchain FDIC. All you got to do is one day is Google FDIC. These guys probably come right up. Worth noting. Up. Worth noting. This uh, info is primarily primarily used in Germany. Okay. That's about it. Yeah, but that's that's all the information I can find is that it's it's an identity digital, uh, uh, and the domain is is primarily Germany. Well, how yeah. can we get stocksandjacks.info added to our list? I moved to West Berlin. Why don't you look into this? Why don't you get it for us? All right, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll look into it. Germany sounds like more rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they, they don't know who we are. It'll take them ten years to find us. Just like did the FDIC here? <laughs> FTX US. Let's see. X- FTX. The crypto exchange controlled by Sam Bankman-Fried received a cease and desist warning on Friday from the FDIC uh, telling the company, for, for those that don't know, FDIC, a firm like PTI has to have PTI, or uh, has to have FDIC insurance for everybody. It's 250000 bucks plus it's the, uh, I believe if you, if you deposit stock, the stock's always yours, right? SIPC. So that, that's a... That's SIPC, yeah. FD, FDIC's banks. FDIC's banks, yeah, yeah. I'm saying they're surely not. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> surely not uh, insured like a bank, for God's sake. Maybe it's a marketing thing. Uh, it is, yeah. Yeah. You just <laughs> Kim Kardashian it where you... Any Maybe we, we should use publicity. your name in our marketing. Oh. FDIC listed letters to five crypto... Including, unlike deposits well, held at U.S. banks, uh, cryptocurrencies stored with brokerages are not protected by the government. Uh, no. I'd say no. It's they they raised FDIC in financial crisis, didn't they? Did that come back down? I think it might be still two. I thought it's still two fifty. Well, you know what you can do is if you uh, the smaller banks like your uh, Lakeside, well, they're not small. If you went over there with a uh, dropped, you know, <coughs> a guy like you could drop five mil on them. If you want, they'll go they'll go spread that around to twenty different banks. Is that how Wintrust got big? Yeah, I think yeah. they figured that out first, and all of a sudden yeah. started gobbling up everybody. Um, based upon evidence collected by the FDIC, each of these companies made. You know what? This this is like this is jail time. This isn't a a, a letter. Please stop. Mm. Including on their websites and social media accounts, stating or suggesting that certain crypto-related products are FDIC insured. We can't even say we're FDIC. We're, we're, like you say, we're SIPC. Uh, 
Securities Investor Protection Corp. That are FDIC or that stocks held in brokerage accounts are FDIC insured. For God's sake. I like these FDIC crypto.com. What about in your face? <laughs> what, if, what if they say all state crypto, yeah. crypto or state farm? <laughs> Go the whole route. FDIC state farm crypto. It anyway. May contain <laughs> false and misleading statements. Yeah, you think? Um, <laughs> so what, uh, <laughs> what are you thinking of sell up? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, if the VIX is, you know, if it was up a bunch. VIX is up Friday. Two. It's up another 241 day, 2301. It got down to what, 18? Uh, yeah, it? yeah. And I mean, really, to me, if the VIX is, you know, 23 or whatever, I'm expecting 1.5% moves a day. So this is just kind of, you know, par for the course. What um, noise? When people talk about, you know, everything's on sale, a buying opportunity, I'm just going to lob this one out at you. I don't, I mean, because this, this is all. And I know, uh, I don't know, maybe people stop wanting to hear about it, or maybe you do want to hear about The point being is, it, it, this is all about this, this monetary bubble, in my opinion. Why, if, you know, these guys allegedly are fighting inflation, which I don't see anywhere, but uh, I guess it's down a little bit. The, uh, but that doesn't mean inflation's down. It just means, and anyway. The inflation is flat at 8 or 9? Uh, well, they, they, according to their count, <laughs> it's it's eight or nine year over year. Sound a little salty. Uh, well, it's their count. Just saying. Maybe you know, I uh, I don't understand why. Here's my question: What's Apple doing? Uh, Apple was down two thirty eight today, one one point four. Oh, so that's not bad. Reason why I, I'm very I am very salty on this, Greg. To be honest with you, is uh, in, in in way back in my Ute. Did you say Ute? Remember what was it, was that uh, two Utes? Yeah, what was it, uh, Glenn? Jan, was it Jack? Who was the judge's name? It was Fred. Fred, uh, Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn, yeah. God, he was great. Uh, anyway, the, uh, <coughs> and then maybe w- they used to have, I'm sure maybe some people st- have managed to get it. Well, I think it's in some of the uh, contracts for the public unions. Anyway, when you sign stuff up during them, when I say sign stuff up, contracts during the, uh, the, the first, well, the latest, the, the 1980s recession, I'll put it that way, inflation fiasco, uh, 70s, 80s. When you, when you signed contracts, when you had, at, at some point, the unions got uh, COLA increases, cost of living allowance increases in their pay, you use the CPI. Now, of course, today, like my brother said, only an idiot would do that. But, but in those days, Greg, the, the thing was straight. Nobody ever thought that the CPI was rigged. So... If, if you were to get, uh, so in other words, if, if, you know, Pullman sold railroad cars, I don't know what the Amtrak one was, I did the Boston one. They did, they sold cars to uh, Boston. And Boston, the whole way through, said, uh, wherever the, the CPI increase was, we'll raise the price of the, the cars. Okay? That's a smart strategy. The, it's uh, like an index. Well, yeah. So, so that was my job. So in other words, if we had a, a 1% inflation during the quarter, and of the the railroad contract was for sixty million bucks. I'd call those guys and I'd say, "Hey, looks to me like it's one percent. I think the contract's now sixty million and sixty thousand." And they'd go, "Okay." And we would, you know, two signatures would go back and forth through the mail in those days. And, uh, and all of a sudden, we had a new contract. Next quarter, we do the same thing. So we probably got up to, you know, God knows what at that point. But the point, and then I would take that number, and I would say to the uh, the guys with the trucks. That's the wheel and axle combo. It's known as the truck. That was a huge component of the vehicle. 
Seats are a huge component. Air conditioners, obviously, are a huge component. So I go through and I give those guys their, their spiff. And then the union guys that get theirs, I think the unions think at full 1%, though, they would get like 0.8 or something because they got, they got other increases on top of that. Anyway, the, but the bottom line is two things. One is, is why it aggravates me so much, as you've heard ad, ad nauseum probably, is it's so uneven. Because I don't think the lights guy, we're like the next biggest article, um, the lights guy, he didn't have one. So I'm going to say over the four years it took to build these cars, or three and a half, inflation had to be 30-some percent. If he didn't buy all his crap early on, I bet the guy went out of business. Was that big of a deal? It's a cost plus... Uh, yeah, just whatever... Yeah. What well, you got you got to spiff whatever the cost of living was. I'm it, wondering... It, but it, it all worked down, it worked down the line. It was like piggy move-up. The, the, the guy paid more, and everybody who, who supplied it to you, they had in their contract, they got theirs. So in other words, you all split it up around. Pullman didn't just get it and stiff the, the truck guy because he had it in his contract, too. No, you, you're, you're looking at me like... I don't ever heard anything like this. That's my point. Today, there's nothing like this. There's no, there's no inflation infrastructure. I think you're seeing that a little bit in the starting the to rail industry now. But what, what my point is, why the CPI strikes. was considered okay. Well, now what? What have you and I, the Greg and Chief combo, three years ago decided to sell people houses for, uh, um, you know, half a million dollars a house. We're gonna we're gonna deliver. 10 a year for uh, 10 years, okay? Because it's, you know, 10 houses a year is a lot of houses. And, uh, and CPI was our number. We'd be broke, right? Or you just go back to whoever and say well, the price is higher now, well, right? that's a possibility. Is that what the trained people are doing? But, but you have a contract. Yeah, you have a contract, but you could, at that point, you say, okay, well, I'll honor the contract, but I'm just going to bankrupt the company, and then you're not going to have anything. Well, I mean, see, you young guys, it's supposed to be fair. My point is the CPI is absolutely not fair. Over the 10-year period, if I'm paying insurance for my guys, my insurance is going to be up what? The CPI in the last 20 years is, is allegedly up, what was it, 1%? What is all that stuff? Well, they were under for five years or 10 let years, me, and let, now they're over. Let me get you the number. So, so I'm not talking off the top, top of my, my head, which I, which I rather not I do. Know, the, the concept of fairness is different for everybody which makes it well my, my point is if if it if it doesn't if it's not proper the proper is different for everybody well, no what, what i'm saying is you're, you're most let's put it this way <clears throat> the house the cost of housing last year was up 20 percent in your in your uh, cost of uh, uh insur- your mortgages are up what 30 this year cpi has it up six percent in the last year so that number does me no good if I'm in that business, right? Right. That's, that's so I mean, it, if it's not fair, then what else do you use? Like my brother would say, and you would say the same thing. He, so you can't do that. You got you got to use some combination of the the metals index if you're doing a railroad car, some combination of of copper because there's a lot of copper wiring, and you you've got to go through some blend of crap only because the CPI is no good. If you're basing contracts off of it, well, but but that's what that's what people do like every second of every day in this country I mean with the. With the public, I'd say unions, they, they do, uh, and what, Social Security do cost of living adjustments, but everyone else is kind of on their own, aren't they? Well, yeah. Yeah, so. What I'm saying, that, that's the whole point, but if, if you and I were going we're gonna to do a 10-year contract for houses, we'd be idiots not to have something like that in there. Why would we? Why would we guarantee a price yeah. for eight years from now, knowing what the Fed's, anyway, I'll, I'll ask you, and Matt, 
One dollar in two thousand, according to the CPI. Twenty-two years ago, mm. you guys, you guys were young. One point four. Uh, well, you're even more pessimistic than me. <laughs> These guys got it at one point seven six. Whoa! Yet I can I can show you data. Hospitalization is a minimum three times, not point seven six. I'm going to say uh, uh, college education is a minimum three times. I'm going to say taxes are a minimum three times, property taxes. So what, what, prescription drugs, what, five times? What would you guess? For 22 years? Aren't those government controlled? God, no. Some of them? God, no. 22 years. Hmm. I, I wouldn't have any idea, fortunately. Yeah, fortunately. But I'm just saying is, this number is insane. Well, the in 2000, what was the S&P? F- uh, 1,500? That's a good question. Um, I can dig that up here. If it was fifteen hundred, and now it's uh, what, close to four thousand. Well, two thousand before or after the crash. Well, let's just split the difference. Well, let's let's okay. We'll do the SPY up here. I'll get the. Uh, see, you know, we, we have the we have the uh, capability. Where do we want to go? We want to go to uh, five years. Maybe more than five years. We want to go uh, market making. We want to go max. Good lord. So I'd say two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Five one zero three. All right, twelve one. Uh, SPY was one thirty one. One thirty one. Okay. So where does that put? Uh, so that's like two hundred and fifty on one thirty one. Yeah. So no. There's, there's your inflation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's three times. Yeah. So I mean, this idea of point seven six is insanity. Well. What do you what do you think a, tr- a I car think is insanity up? is par for the course. So I, I would say I view that as <laughs> people <laughs> being people. What do you, what do you think the, the median car price was in two thousand? I'll find that out. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to say what is it now? It's thirty five. Is that the median? Now? car? yeah. Uh, wasn't. Uh, I think it's over forty. The median? I'm not talking about the the mean. I'm talking right. about the median. I, I'm not positive. I only buy used cars. Sorry, chief. <laughs> That's a good way to go. <laughs> me, me too, but that's not the that's Someone question. Someone actually asked me about that this weekend. I said, why why don't you want a new car? I'm letting my brother borrow mine. Why don't you want a new car? I said, because every time you you know drive it off the lot or whatever, you lose ten, twenty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars I'm going to say the 1999, uh, it was 20 grand, 21. So those have essentially doubled. So they've kind of hung in there. But now this is... Uh, Again, when you start doing car prices, though, you're talking about list prices. And who, yeah. Yeah, in those, in those <laughs> days, you never paid list. So uh, <laughs> the car was 21, you probably paid 18. And now it's 35 now it's, and you pay 40. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's. Anyway, it's See, it, we're finding a theme, Chief. The numbers are just kind of whatever people think well, they are. But the point is, peop, I guess what I'm saying is, is people count on these things. That's the problem. I mean, if, if you and I put together uh, a, a cost of living thing, we don't want. What, what if we were in a union? If we were a union, we'd be being examined by the government, like the rail workers right now, or we'd probably be <laughs> in trouble and disbanding. Well, okay, but my, my, what I'm saying is if, is if you're supposed to get a cost of living increase and the government publishes a cost of living that's um, a third of what it really is, yeah, is that their that's, job? That's par for the course. <laughs> well, it, it, I guess my, my point is we're having this old guy, young guy debate. It didn't used to be like this. They were straight on some stuff. You at least believe their numbers. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the CPI was not was not a political animal. If it, if it was horrible, it came out horrible. The numbers that we want to see are the numbers associated with Paul Pelosi's uh, yeah. portfolio and his real-time stock positions. You I know think. what, though? You know what the dude did? And his, uh, what was the one he was accused of buying? It was, uh, what was it, the NVIDIA? NVIDIA, yeah. He, he bought, according to my, my peeps, uh, somebody <laughs> sent me the thing. He had bought the stuff so far in advance he lost dough. Oops. He bought a hundred hour call option. Oops. Well, see, just par for the course. People, even when you you've got that, inside don't. information, you can still you can still <laughs> suck. <stop. laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't. How, how, matter of fact, I have somebody sent it to me, but the dude lost. He uh, he, he bought. He lost like three hundred thousand dollars on that yeah. trade, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He bought. He bought hundred hour calls. What, what would you do that for? I mean, maybe there was something we didn't see. Might have been. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> Nancy flew to China, and that was it for his trade. Well, I mean, there was a list. Uh, one of our guys sent a list of uh, how they find these numbers out. God only knows. And that's why you got to be careful when you say anything about them. But there was a list of, like, the 10 people who supposedly them and their families, and how you would get their portfolios, they got to write it, where they got a report or something. There were, like, 10 people that were, like, four times the market average. They did better. Oh, very nice. And she was only number nine. Ooh. The, the, so uh, maybe you're a specialist on the committee. Well, yeah, or well, something. four of the top five were Republicans, and there were like three Democrats in a row, and there was another Republican. It was like it was easily split across the aisle. And the the uh, who's the one lady? Uh, Statistically, I mean, somebody's going to do well. Um, I'd look at the averages over time. I'd, I'd want to see that if those guys are actually beating, you know, say the market by ten or twenty percent per year, that'd be. Yeah, but how would you ever? If if you known if you had like the was the <coughs> she was the richest lady in Congress, uh, oh Heinz Carey? No, no, the the blondie from uh, she's she's married to the guy who's the the head of the uh, the ICE. Elaine Chow. No, she was. She's not there. Some, somebody was a uh, Lawler Lawfer. She just uh, lost the last election. Oh, she lost. Oh, but she was a oh the the uh, she was wife of uh, yeah. ICE chairman or yeah yeah yeah. Oops. Yeah, yeah oops. Well, she she came out of the COVID meeting and they sold. How do you know what her return was? She sold stuff. So her return probably wasn't better. She just sold what she had. See, so. She walked out of the COVID meeting and sold stock. At the end of the year, though, you would see that her portfolio outperforms everybody. So. Well, yeah, I don't know how tight they are into that, but when she, if she did everything, she had no portfolio left. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, so what's going on? We got two minutes. What's going on in the, in the uh, agricultural world? Uh, not too much. What what's happening with the beans and corn? There was a report last week that didn't really change expectations too much. We're waiting on probably the crop tours that start for maybe another two weeks or so until we get real evidence of how those crops are doing. But I mean, everything looks pretty good now, and as usual, we're just kind of watching the weather carefully. So you'll see probably premium come out of those options. See probably, you know, average inside days. And when I say inside days, I mean volatility probably coming down a little bit until uh, until those numbers from the crop tours where they evaluate all them. So right now it looks like, uh, I, I heard it, averages across the board on corn over 200 bushels an acre, like 220, 230. That's a lot. Um, for the... Eastern Corn Belt, yes. Uh, Illinois, Indiana, Illinois, yeah. Iowa. For the Eastern Corn Belt, yes. For uh, nationally, I think it's around 175 and dropping, because the weather in other places hasn't been as great. They're they're scheduled to get more rain. I well, think, I remember years ago when we 
we used to have uh, farmers on the air once in a while, and it was a real stud cake that got over 200 bushels. Now, if you're in Illinois and you don't, you're you're chopped liver. Yeah, in Illinois, you know, Illinois and Iowa, mm-hmm. parts of Indiana, very fortunate to be able to feed much more people than we have. Well, that's why the, uh, I mean, everybody looks at these inflation numbers, quote, coming down, commodity prices. But a lot of it has to do with pretty much a bumper crop this year, and a lot of it has to do with way more oil rigs going back in service, right? It's the market at work. Yeah, well, that's the truth. And, but the interesting part, we talked last week, we got to go, but the oil rig, when last time this happened, when they were ramping up, they were ramping up like 40, 45 a month. Now we're only doing 25. Think things are still real leery about. Long-term incentives yeah, aren't Yeah, long-term there. incentives. Right. And this administration, the minute they think they got enough or they get gas down to where it's, they don't want it back down to two bucks. I think they want it, you know, if it gets down to four, they're probably happy. Yeah. You got Speaking of which, I paid four twelve. I disdained my usual spot at four forty-eight and got four twelve on the way of my brothers. Whoa, nice savings there. Hey, what, what what year a car? Did you get the extra tank filled up too in the back? You know, I didn't. I didn't fill up the suburban. I only oh. put twenty gallons in, and I only I had a quarter tank, and I still got quarter tank. There was forty-two gallon tank. It lasts me a while. A little while. A little while. Well. <laughs> the SP futures not on forty-nine. Nasdaq futures down two hundred nine. Doesn't look good this morning. Be right back. Stacks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630 401 8810 or search us on the web at cognoshr.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. 
You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold. The idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. Do you know when the unofficial start of real estate season is in the Chicago area? It's actually right after the Super Bowl. Yep, it's the time when the guys will finally get off the couch and the families start looking for homes in the area. Now, interest rates also have been hovering around 4% and the selection of properties are great. And if you're a first-time home buyer, there is an Illinois program that allows you to purchase a home for only 1% down. And that also applies to anyone who hasn't owned a home in the past three years. So if you're thinking about it, this is the perfect time. Call or email me and I will send you a free list of homes designed to your specifications in your area. My phone number is 708-349-3456 or you can email me Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com. That's Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com. Stocks, jocks, Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Howell. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures down 50. NASDAQ Futures down 208. Dow Futures down 306. Not so good. I got, on, on my page, I got one green. Uh, that's CVX up 50 cents. Cause I think we're going to find that oil's up a little bit. So everybody else is down uh, some amount, you know, depending on, depending on where you're out. The big ones are uh, Goldman Sachs. Not Goldman Sachs always volatile. 398 Home Depot now 287. I have my own Home Depot story. I'll tell you in a second here. Over in Asia, we've got the uh, Nikkei down 135.5%. Shanghai is actually up 19.6%. Hang Seng down 116.6%. Uh, as a way of review, Friday, Dow was down 292. S&P down 55. NASDAQ down 260. So, so far, we're looking kind of as a repeat of Friday, which is, you know, that would be 2.5% if we stay here in two days. That's a lot. In Europe, we've got the DAX down 225, 1.7%. FTSE only down 7.1%. Around down 91, 1.4. Uh, bonds, we've got uh, minus one basis point to 0.2.97, so not much moving there. Uh, Bund up one basis point, 1.23. Japan up two basis points, 0.22. We've got oil up 45 cents, that's why CVX up a little bit. The 91.22, Brent down two cents, 96.70. Natural gas up 40 cents, 9.74. This has to be a, a recent record. It was up from eight something last Friday. I mean, it's it's up on Friday morning because obviously it was up the rest of the day. Uh, crazy stuff. Our Bob uh, 3.01. Uh, we've got gold down 14 bucks, 17.48. Silver down 23 cents, 18.83. Copper down 4 cents, 3.62. We've got crypto down 2.83. Then the Bitcoin 21,238. Again, we talked earlier about five crypto firms saying, "Hey, stop telling people you got FDIC insurance. A, you're not a bank, and B, you got no insurance." So, yeah, that's a problem. And one of them is named FDIC Crypto, for God's sake. 
Uh, we also know uh, this is another story here. Mm. The U.S. dollar. Uh, here we go. Point nine 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 euro dollar. So euro dollars broke the buck again, and that's why you see gold down and some of these other these precious metals because the dollar just keeps getting real strong, just pummeling this euro. Uh, what do you got for it? That's bad stuff. All bad yeah. stuff. What do you got for us, Matt? Friendly weather sports. Bad stuff, and uh, it's. Uh, I'd say it's pretty uh, uh, mediocre in <laughs> in sports news. Uh, nothing bad. Nothing really too good. But it is currently 6:40 a.m. on Monday, August 22nd, 2022. In the MLB yesterday, Cubs lose to Brewers two to five. Uh, White Sox game against Guardians was postponed. A makeup date to be determined. Diamondbacks versus Cardinals. Diamondbacks lose six to four. In the NFL, uh, week two of the preseason wrapping up tonight with Atlanta Falcons versus New York Jets. Catch that at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now for weather in Chicago. Currently sunny, 64 degrees, a high of 80, and a low of 64. In Phoenix, clear skies, 78 degrees, a high of 100 degrees, and a low of 78. Now for traffic in Chicago. Traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between Wolf Road to Harlem Avenue. Traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue to Irving Park Road. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between 35th to Jane Byrne Interchange. And finally, traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Route 171 to South Kedzie Avenue. That's all I got, Chief. Back to you. Do we have Mr. Flanagan? You sure do. Good morning, Tom. See, now, why aren't you in the studio like Mr. Pappas was? Hey, it was <laughs> great to hear a, a live voice in the studio. It's, just, it's like a real conversation. I love it. Well, the, con- the, the, the quality's a lot better, isn't it? Obviously, we got these real high-end stuff here that never gets used because people call in. Yeah. You at least use a landline, don't you? Because we never have a problem with you. Yeah, that, yeah, my cell is you know iffy. I can't even make calls half the time. It seems I got dead spots all over the place. So you use it. Well, I mean, the landline is so much better. I mean, I mean, people, you know, people that only use this stuff. The, the, the cells, you actually can. They're halfway decent now. When we first started the show, you, you really couldn't even use a cell because your ear, even though everybody thinks they're perfect, your ear uh, will pick up stuff. And if it's sloppy, you don't really notice it. But if you if you put one machine piece through another machine piece, it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Now a landline, they're they're pretty much idiot proof. I mean, especially if you got a copper one, which nobody has. But the ones on the well, a few people might still. But the ones on the uh, the uh, uh, computer are, aren't so bad. You know, so uh, you know they're not they're not as bad as the other ones. Or they're not as good as a copper line, but they're still pretty good. Well, though the copper ones were a great time. You could use your phone even during a power outage because oh, yeah. it's independently powered. You know, you, you lost all the electricity to light your house. Your phone still works. Yeah, well, see, you know, we we have to get rid of all that. We don't, we don't yeah, want any of that right. stuff. Right, it's too convenient. Yeah. Too convenient. You know what? Um, City projects UK inflation to breach 18% in January as energy prices skyrocket. Uh, so they've got a heat wave over there. Most people don't have a whole lot of air conditioning. And they have a drought, so they're going to tell you to cut back on the water. So all you people, all you people, you stink and no shower. They got a tough winter facing them too, Tom. Yeah, and that, that worries me a lot. Gas prices, um, are, I think, are just going to go through the roof, and you're going to have, you know, cutbacks and availability of service. So you're going to people shivering throughout this winter. I think. Yeah, it's uh, well, Germany after a lot of debate decided not to th- turn off their last three nukes. For God's sake. Jen, is, is, what, is, common sense, is common sense a lost commodity or what? I tell you, it, it, it shows what happens when you become beholden to an, an ideology and you start think, putting more credence in that than in, you know, empirically what you're looking at. And yes, wouldn't it be nice if we had all this, these 
energy sources that had less of an impact than fossil fuels. But let's just you know get rid of all the ones we think are are on their way out. Get rid of them now, and we'll figure out something in the meantime that eventually will get us to where we want. That that can't be intelligent reasoning by anybody. Oh God, no, no. And uh, I mean, everybody. I mean, for those that don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a massive you know fan of coal, obviously. Uh, especially like strip mining and all the other stuff they do for it. Uh, but f- for those that don't, I mean, Illinois has like the world's dirtiest coal, right? It's, yep. it's bituminous. Is that is that correct? Bituminous versus anthracite? Right. Um, yet Illinois has enough coal to power the whole country for, what, a century? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't mean you want to use it. doesn't mean... But there's a difference between going all green or trying to do the best you can which by the way I can remember Chicago and so can you Matt probably can't where Chicago the air here was horrible when you drove in you could see or or certainly if you were up top of like the Hancock building or the Sears Tower you could see a layer of pollution like halfway up the buildings all over the whole city right well if if, if you remember the Northern Trust headquarters Tom I think the only locally owned bank of any size is still here but it's it's headquarters at LaSalle and Rose, this low-rise, you know, 10, 12-story building built early 20th century. It was black. I mean, yeah. black for, for all, all of my childhood and teenage years. And then, you know, when the pollution started to abate and they sandblasted it, everybody kind of said, well, you know, when did you build that building? It, looked, it was unrecognizable. Well, 175, the one that's in foreclosure, when the, the Diamond guys from New York bought it, they put a hundred and some million dollars in it. This is... 20-some years ago, and 100-some million dollars is a lot of money. Uh, that building was, I'm going to say it was a serious dark gray, and they sandblasted that, and it was it's white. Right. The, the one on Van Buren Street, the old colony building, which is apartments now, it's, it's the one between State and Dearborn, south side of the street. It, it, it's a, just a jewel. It's just unbelievably yeah. beautiful now because it has this tan, very light, you know, strikingly colored brick. But it was always this dingy gray-black all the time. You know? And it looked like it was, you know, painted that way or something. It was, it, there was no way you could get rid of it. And boy, did that building clean up. But, but it shows what the air quality was, you know, at the end of the 19th century and, and most of the 20th century, too. Everything just absorbed the soot, including people. Well, the, uh, I, I mean, you know, my, my plan would be Sure, 30 years from now, we really don't want coal-fired stuff if we can get around, get away with it. Or we're going to make so many advances in coal that uh, that we actually can have fairly clean coal by then, one or the other. The people that have made, you probably know, Matt probably wouldn't, who, who made, who's, the, who's been the leader in coal technology for like half a century? What country? Hmm. Matt? Oh. I think Yemi stumped on that. Uh, South Africa. South Africa. Because they, when they had apartheid, nobody would import them any oil. Huh. And I don't know if they have any natural gas. So they actually had, uh, when it comes to coal research, they, for a long time, they were they were the place to talk to. Yeah. Now, we had that one plant here in Chicago where they were going to take the sulfur dioxide and bury it, right, John? That never got off the ground. Yeah. Um, but there's there's degrees of of dirtiness and coal plants so we had three of them here in Chicago that are all down now Now I would have said okay maybe the one on the lake uh, or one of them let's let's actually do pour some money into it and see how clean we can get it and as a backup as something 
we're going to run the thing one day a week. But we're not going to tear it down, for God's sake, because who knows what can help, help happen with our other stuff. Well, and well, the Fifth Street plant, the one at Twenty Second Street, um, was, that was that was the state of the art hydroelectric power plant in the world when it was conceived. And I'm not saying that it, it had to keep functioning the way it was designed to function, but the idea that you, you're going to kill an industry because you don't like it, even though it has the potential of still being a cheap and and cleaner resource than a lot of the other ones we haven't dreamed up yet or made profitable enough to develop, you know, widespread. Uh, Chicago can't survive on any one power source alone, including, you got to keep nuclear in there, too, I think. Well, absolutely. We just banished all these. We can't talk about that. we got to talk about something else, and we'll, we'll tie our hands in the meantime until we get there. Well, all you're doing is guaranteeing pain and suffering, needless pain and suffering for the long haul. I mean, I don't think anybody, when, when people... When you when you think about it, a potent, you know a, a careful approach to this, you immediately get accused of being somebody who doesn't care if, if people die from breathing bad stuff. I don't want to breathe bad stuff. I, I think the air is way better now. I remember ozone alerts when you know when I was at Pullman. I go down to the YMCA and I'd go running in the park at lunchtime. I come back and go, "Why did I just do that? I'm an idiot." <laughs> I, I think I, like I hurt my lungs more than I helped them. I mean, you you, you know the, the air was terrible. You know. I remember getting up in the morning for, to go to school, and all the people on the way to, you know, the kids, the parents, would be sending the kids off to school. You'd wave to these people who went by, and you'd hear people saying, boy, the mill is really cranking out that stuff today. Oh, God, yeah. This is the southeast side. You know, the wind was going the wrong way. You got a whiff of something. You don't know what it was, but you wanted to close your windows right away. Well, I don't know, I don't know about uh, the health issues, but, boy, oh, boy, when, this, we, when I was a kid, we lived at 50th and Morgan. And uh, the stockyards were two blocks away. You, if ever you got a northern wind, oh God! Thank <laughs> for, for you know, I don't I don't know how bad that was for you, but it sure as hell stuck. I mean, but I mean, normal, normally with the with the western or southwest wind, you never you didn't catch it back of the yards. But if 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 we ever got a wind off the lake, you're like, what in God's name? But you know, I, I, these you know, what interesting is all these people talk about. You know, every time we have a hot day, it's global warming, and yet. There'll be a record. I mean, I, I understand the world's getting warmer. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a denier. But whenever they have a record, they'll say, well, it's the hottest day since 1932. Right. Well, okay, what, what was going on in 1932? Or what was, I mean, what? Plus, and not in our lifetime, but in recorded history, what do we do if everything is all solar and we have a crack of toe or something like that, where the world essentially goes dark for two years? Oh, yeah, like about Tambora in 1815 or whatever. It was, it was, 1860 was the year with no spring. Yeah. No light, no, no sun, no nothing. It, it, stuff like that does happen if we have any respect for the planet and what its, what its power is. It, it's not something we can just harness or control to our satisfaction every year. I look at the, the Sun-Times Weather Almanac every day, Tom, just because it gives you the, the record high and low de- you know, temperatures for that the date in Chicago history for the, for the previous day. And, you know, our records only go back to 1871 anyway. So God knows what was going on in 1671 or 1471. But but it, it clearly shows, boy, 1944 was a pretty hot year around this time of the year, wasn't it? Because you'll see three consecutive days with a high temperature for that day registers in 1944. But, you know, you'll find another stretch of days you know, where it's, it's 1920 or it's 1918 or, or 1892. I'm just saying that there's no way to track that we're consistently getting hotter every year. We've been down this road before. We've been hotter. 
many days than we're likely to be you know, right now or for the next couple of years. But what, what can you do with that knowledge? All You just say the climate is always changing. It, it never has not been changing. Thank God it changes. I, w- I would say, though, Janet, when you have a, a buildup like we have in the last 30 years of, and it, I'm, you know, world worldwide, I, I think we are affecting things somewhat. I don't think there's any question that, you know, you, you you I mean people can walk out when it's five below zero and go worse worse global morning, but it's but it's it really is global global temperatures which we're now able to track. Mm-hmm. Now the, the, you know, and, and things are getting a little warmer in the last you know ten years or what seven of the ten are are in the top ten or something like that. I mean it's or five out of I mean it's but now the question is how much of that is us now? Right. I don't think That's anybody up, and I, I don't think there's any way really today to go back and say, well, how much were we contributing to shifts in, you know, climate in 1910 with the kind of emissions we had then, or, or whether we were laying the seeds for stuff that's happening now because of the way we did things 150 years ago. I, I, I don't think anybody has really tried to make a case that it's only just it, it, what we're doing today is going to have you know, an effect immediately tomorrow, and then, well, something else will take its place. But there are, there are long-range things that we don't try to track because I think a lot of people would not like what the data showed. But it isn't so much that we're, we're contributing to it now as that we contributed to it earlier. Well, I, th- I think, Jan, we're paying a price for that now, too. Well, I mean, you, can, you could take in the 1700s and talk about, you know, Britain. They could dirty up their place pretty well, the manufacturing and stuff. The, the classic uh, uh, paper written and... and uh, the uh, eco- you know you know this Matt what's an economic externality? <laughs> an economic externality is that something? It's something that's happening outside of uh, 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 the economic bubble. That's it's, my a, guess. it's a cost that you don't absorb in your business that you put on other people. Ah, pollution would be an economic yeah. externality, and this guy named Ronald Coase, who just died not that long, he was like ninety something, hmm. ended up in University of Chicago, wrote the, the classic paper. And a plant that came into some town in Britain, and everybody loved it because they all get you know more money and so forth. Well, of course they they darken the sky with their soot, and everybody in the hood, instead of having to whitewash their house before paint, every five years had to do it every three years. So that's an external cost you dumped on a on a community. Essentially, individual people in the community had to eat. You didn't you didn't walk around with a check every three years and say here whitewash your house. So. In, in, in business, if you're one of these guys, you're only you're only you're only a slave to the bottom line. The trick is to shove as much of that cost you can on other people as you as as you can. But now in the U.S., where we actually don't mind cleaning stuff up because we don't want to live in filth, uh, the problem comes down to the people who clean stuff up aren't necessarily the people who dirtied it up. You know, and that's a problem. And you like to match those two together, right, John? I mean, common sense. It doesn't matter whether you're Democrat, or Republican. If it's your mess, you clean it up, right? I mean, it's basically our... And st- capitalism enables the system to adapt to it. So if you need to yeah. like, every three years instead of every five years, there's a, a possibility for businesses you know, to open and flourish that wasn't there before. Right, but you, you still have, uh, because of our vagaries and our legal system, you still had people with you know, with, with pig farms, and all of a sudden the, the pond wasn't right and wrecked the, uh, wrecked the river, and you found out it was a corporation owned by f- somebody in France and... And, they, and the community has to clean it up. Well, that sucks, basically, I think. But, uh, I mean, the people who, who wrecked Love Canal weren't the people who cleaned it up, right, John? Plus right, the EPA Superfund, you know, was, was 
super tax or yeah. super reallocation of wealth. Uh, it just it's equalized the pain, you know, for individual disasters by by spreading it around nationally. Um, but it really didn't guarantee that such things wouldn't continue to happen, no matter what we thought we were trying to do to prevent them. So, well, yeah, we weren't. The answer is we weren't doing much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean nobody's policing those places. But no, so nobody wants to live in that. But but it, but it's a gradualistic approach because it has everything has defense consequences. Everything has all kinds of consequences. But I don't think, John, we've ever reached the uh, when when Britain was doing their belching stuff into the sky. I don't think that there was there even a factory in China. Oh no, or, or India. No, so now those are the guys. I mean, we had some people here from uh, uh, Chinese uh, delegation for agriculture, right? They spent most of their time in the PTI office because we had a lecture area here, and uh, one of the guys was lecturing and all this stuff. And they had one young lady who was kind of in charge of this kind of a disparate group. Uh, these guys took them everywhere. They took them a barge tour. They took them to an ethanol plant. Talked to some farm. I think a dairy. What's with them? A huge dairy farm in Indiana. Took them down there. Uh, anyway, it was an educational deal. And the a- agriculture departments of uh, China and the U.S. have been working pretty much hand in glove for a long time. You know, we go there and they go here. I guess. Uh, anywho, but the uh, I think I think people can change the climate. Jan, the one young lady uh, told me there used to there used to be six or seven rivers in Beijing, and now there's like one that gets there. A couple have been dammed up. A couple have dried up. I mean, wow. it's. I mean, uh, that whole area north of there, where they decided they were going to make do cashmere. Uh, well, for those that, um, yeah, I, I know, I know next to nothing about this except that cashmere are not sheep's; they're goats, right? Right. Well, the 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 cashmere goats eat grass right down to the nub, right where cattle don't, or horses don't. Um, anyway, they've got. Deserts are creeping towards Beijing at what, like a mile a year or two? I mean, it could be less than that or more than that. But the whole the whole area is becoming arid. Now that's not coming back. And I mean, you're, I mean, if Brazil destroys the entire rainforest, you don't just stop doing that and get another rainforest, right? I mean, it's the same thing in, in Haiti, where it's been pretty much deforested because there's such a shortage of fuel that people are cutting down any firewood they can find. And it, it, it takes a long time to replenish that, and it takes some kind of government policy to get it in sync with people's consumption. But the, the problem now, Tom, is that we claim in this country, and, and the Europeans claim it too, that if, if we get our act together and we go off this grid that we've gotten dependent on, then we're doing our part and everything will be fine. But in the meantime, China and India and other developing countries are going to continue to belch whatever they want to mm. into the atmosphere, and they'll be belching more of it as we surrender the ability to produce that stuff for ourselves. So what have we really gained? What is it, what has the planet gained? Are we, are we all just playing some kind of idiotic, you know, kind of positioning yourself as doing the right we're thing? We're offshoring. We don't care what goes on across the world because of what we're doing here. And if the planet continues to suffer, well, at least we didn't contribute to it. Well, what kind of attitude is that? We, we have people, white and black, demanding slave reparations. I'm not, I'm not making an opinion one way or the other. Demanding all that would tear down statues here of anybody who might have owned a slave, even though in those days, I guess, a lot of people did. I'm, I would, obviously, I'm not a proponent of any sort. But the fact is, uh, you know, there were people who were, you know, who, who, did, who did a lot of interesting things. I mean, would I have, would I have liked to have a, a beer with Christopher Columbus? I'm thinking no. I bet the guy never took a bath. Uh, ben Franklin? Yeah, you know, but, but that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that, that, that a guy who... St- 
stuck his nose on three little ships and headed out across the Atlantic wasn't a special person. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, nobody's perfect. But anyway, what I'm saying is, uh, we're going back on, on on sort of all the all this stuff, and yet we don't we don't care a whit about what we buy from China. We don't care if somebody told you that 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 pair of sneakers was what was uh, you know made by slave labor. It's forty cents less. People buy it. So I mean, where, where's the morality? As long as you don't see it, it's okay. That's what gets me, Tom. Is that you know so many people today take a, a position. You know, we're better than the people of the past. We we hate the people of the past for what they believed and the values they had. We don't do that. So they are now demonized and dismissed and you know any kind of positive conversation about them just goes out the window but the, it comes from a kind of hubris that we've always had all the answers and nobody before us knew it, a gd thing yeah and uh, once you take that kind of an attitude you're just locking yourself into a, a, a spot where you'll never ever get free of it you, you will never acknowledge any of your own faults because you've, you've thrown them all all off on people who were dead before you were born moral relativist if i'm doing it it must be right sp features down 47 now only as they features down 197, we're down more than two. So I guess it's a mini rally. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate, this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates, and a good inventory make adding bricks-and-mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You could reach me at AudreyJohnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Stocks and, jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now.
Hello, Rock Base Tax Jacks. I'm Tamal Matt Burn on the board. Just dug that one out from, uh, I believe it was uh, Airplane. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that clip, yeah. It was, uh, you know who that was? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Airplane. But that is, let me see. I know that's the pilot. No, it isn't. It's not, Liz, it's not Liz, Leslie Nielsen, is it? No, it's a guy in a control tower. That's Lloyd right. Lloyd Bridges. You're right, you're right, yeah. So what was he famous for? Oh, man. You got me on that one. Sea Hunt. Sea Hunt? Yeah. I haven't My seen favorite show when I was what, oh, God, me too. or something. Yeah, something. God, yeah. Oh, wow. You got to go to YouTube and see not, you. Not, not related to Flipper at all? No, no. no. But it was kind of sort of a precursor. It was a, you know, something without too many animals in it. It was less about rescues. And, um, he always put the, he put the diving stuff on. And he'd the underwater it. shots, all the prep, you know, yeah. the, do, do I have enough oxygen to do this, to save whatever needs to be saved here. So. <laughs> it was very dramatic for its time. So they weren't hunting It was great animals. underwater photography, too. Yeah, that was the old man, and the kid was... Uh, Bo and Jeff, yeah. Yeah, Jeff was in uh, the last picture show where he got his start, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a great movie. Yeah. Um, the recipe features now Fitty, and the recipe features now 206. Uh, Jan, we have... Uh, I uh, I was doing my, my thing again this weekend. Of course, I can't believe how much the prices are going up at, at Home Depot in the last few years since I've been doing my remodeling. But my, my lady was not there on Saturday. The, the hot dog stand lady just bagged the weekends now. Not enough people and nobody's buying a hot dog. You know, it's a scary thing. Well, if they're not buying hot dogs, what else aren't they buying? Oh, well, I don't. Well, it's, uh, well I, mean, uh, I mean, Kevin sent us the numbers last week. It was, uh, what, the, the tickets, the amount of tickets were down 8.4%, and the, the prices are up 11.4%, so there's your 3% increase in revenue. You know, and we're seeing that somewhat across the board. I, I was, uh, by the way, you should have uh, made it last Wednesday. It was the official, uh, the older judge. It was his, the original, because uh, he'd not been feeling well, so we had a lot of people there t- Wednesday night are a little uh, caucus. When I say our, I'm, a, I'm somebody who just kind of wanders in. Everybody else is judges or attorneys, then there's moi. Uh, but the, uh, got in a discussion with a couple of the guys, and uh, I was talking about, you know, the difference between inflation and price level. And, uh, Jen, and plus, but these guys have you know a pedigree. I mean, I couldn't be a judge. I couldn't be an attorney. I don't know any of that stuff. Um, but they, these are real, real intelligent guys. They're looking at me like I got four heads. And I said, you know, there's a difference. Between, inflation can stop, but it's been there's been so much of it that the price bubble, if if the price bubble just stops, stays right here. And again, I'm not. I don't know what I would do if I was in charge in terms of would I suck money out of the system to drive it back down. I don't know how uneven that would fall as well either. I don't think that's as much of a solution. But but right now, it, it mean, uh, I think just about everybody does not understand the half-assed way that these numbers work. Uh, when you talk about the CPI or something. I, I'll give you uh, an example now. Chicago being Chicago, I'll use Chicago example. If all of a sudden tomorrow... Uh, you know, say it costs you 50 bucks a year to park in front of your house. Right? If that's in the index, it's got to be in there at 0.0001%, right, of, of your basket, somewhere buried in there, the cost of car ownership. Well, all of a sudden, you know, Mayor Lightfoot decides she needs scratch That's now five grand. I know I'm being crazy here, but 
if that's now five grand, and all of a sudden it just drops on you, and you go, uh oh. Well, you you can't move. You still got to drive to work. You pay to five G. God knows where you get it, but you pay it. Well, now it's not even really in the CPI because it's point zero zero one, right? Well, if they're straight the CPI, which I totally doubt. Well, first of all, every I think that every individual who goes out there and actually works on literally the price of brown rice, the price of white rice, I think all those people, John, just like most people, show up every day and do their job. Somewhere between them and the in, in publishing, there's I'll use the term an interpreter, <laughs> an adjuster, or somebody. Now, who that person is, I have no friggin' idea. But but somebody is saying, ah, I can't let that one go through. But but this is just how the numbers would work. So now you got this five thousand dollar jump in front of your house. Okay, now next year, if they adjust now to the piece of your basket and say, wow, this is now ten percent of somebody's basket or eight percent, whatever the hell it would be, say five. It's 5% of somebody's basket. But it stays 5 grand for the next 10 years. Now you have your inflation's actually down because you didn't catch it when it was going up. And now the next year, if the whole world is, if inflation everywhere else is 10%, and this is stays 5 grand, now that doesn't move. So now the 10%, inflation everywhere else is now going to be 0.95, right? Because here's 5% that didn't go up. That's right. So. But, I mean, if you, if you work your way through the math, the, 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 the point being is there's a difference between inflation because there, there would be no inflation, right, after the one year because it's still the five grand, yet the price level is now at a, at, at a spot where you can't afford it. I can't afford it. You know, instead of having two cars, i got to drop back to one or something. One of us, the wife or I, are walking. Uh, if I had a wife. The... Uh, but what I'm saying is there's a big difference right now if there if there if we were to say there is no inflation right now from from this day forward if all the numbers had been done properly the CPI the CPI would be way higher than it is now but say now today there is no inflation that doesn't help it only helps if we can somehow put 10 years together where everybody got a 5% raise and there actually was no inflation for 10 years could society catch it Yes. Could the individual person catch it? Is he ever going to catch the fact that the person who raised the price in the first place and got ahead of it, is he ever going to catch that guy? No friggin' way, John. No way. This is illustrated by what, you know, the the Lightfoot and the city just instituted, you know, another 1,800 parking meters throughout the city, Um, which, you know, to say it's been a dire failure from the city's standpoint is an understatement. All it did was really kill a lot of businesses. It certainly didn't put a lot enough money into the city's coffers for, for what the, the deal is going to cost the city over the long haul. But you can be sure that all 1,800 of those meters are positioned to go into places where they're already making money, which is just going to drive down the demand for those spaces because people can't afford to park for them a lot of the amount of time that they're paying for to can transact their business. This has nothing to do with inflation, but it has everything to do with just the hunger to gouge people where there's a buck to be made off of them. And, you know, businesses wouldn't be able to do this for too long without getting a bad reputation, but the city could do it sort of by just you know, signing a document, and all of a sudden now we're all expected I, to fall in line and pay more and more to get less and less. John, I believe, I believe, uh, I believe that the original contract with the people who bought it, the, the parking meters, that if, if they identify 
a, a, a strip that like didn't used to be business and now is, I think they get they have the right to put the meters in there to force the the city to put meters in there. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's part of the deal because they're not going to put them in places where they won't make more money or lose money. So um, yeah, I, I, but I, but what th- those kinds of programs that were done allegedly to bail out the city in, in, a, in a tough financial crunch and give it a quick infusion of cash by selling off the rights to those to those meters. What it's what it's done now is just inflict more and more pain on people who have less and less ability to pay whatever the going rate is. You know it's going to translate to reduced parking times and higher parking rates at all of these places ultimately. And you know, does the city get anything back for that other than increased suffering? Well, they got the no. money originally. Did daily spent? I don't think they get a piece of the parking revenue. It goes to that company. Well, all the more reason why you know we're we're in a bad deal. That they should be doing everything possible. I think they get, I think the city gets the ticket revenue. Yeah, I'm not positive. Ticket revenue the city I think can keep. Or at least well, I mean, piece of it, but probably not all of it though. But if uh-huh. if you're not if you're not let's put it this way, I'm not, not going to accuse these people of being stupid because they're not. They have a skill set that I don't have. That's why they're elected, and I'm not. Not that I want to run. So don't don't ever assume that they're dumb at all. Uh, it's just they just have a different skill set than you. That's why whenever you you see usually some Republican, Jan, bluster at some cocktail party about government should be run as a business. It is run as a business. It's just a business that guy doesn't understand. It's a crooked business, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, other businesses are crooked, too. I mean, it's just, oh, it, yeah, it, it's just, it's just a different business. Uh, you know, and, it, it, and we may find it uh, scary, but, it's, but, it's, but it is a business. I mean, getting votes. I mean, uh, you can say whatever you want about, about Trump. And I and I will because you know whatever I, I never could stand the guy long before he was president, but uh, the fact is, the dude has a skill set. I mean, there's only been how many fifty presidents? I mean, it's not like I mean, there's all kinds of other people could have done it and they didn't. You know, I mean, right? So don't, don't Some, a lot, most couldn't have done it. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, even I'm, on a good day, even on a good day. So don't, you know, you, you can't ever disparage. You know, you can't say, well, this pre- this senator is an idiot. He may be not understand the topic I'm talking about or the nuclear energy guys talking about, but don't don't call him an idiot because they're senator and you're not. I mean, basically, right? I mean, it's, uh, but you know, they, but the I think what they don't do, Jan, is they don't they don't know what they don't know, and they they have no concept of of. Uh, I mean, it, that's I mean, this is what happens when you you went to law school, which is probably normal. But, you, but if you went to University of Chicago at the time, the, the, the group that was teaching economics there, and to a certain extent, the MBA program, which I was in, um, everything had to be, every, everything you did, you had to constantly clean up your own mess. When I say that, they would say, here's a, a an exam might be a New York Times article about some new economic policy. It could be an article, it could be just a paragraph. And they'll say, analyze that from a stock and flow uh, perspective for the next like 30 years you know okay so what what have I just done I've tweaked this what, what's likely to happen how can I test for what it's happening how can I find out whether it's doing what I want it to do or not John, we don't do any of that I mean does, it, does, I mean, does anybody because but I mean it, it's, it's so ignorant when I say ignorant with, with the, no again again I said politicians are not ignorant but they're ignorant in this regard they do They'll do two or three things and don't have any clue. It appears on what the thing they just did affects the other two. I mean, you have a you have a nice fat tax on say, booze sales. All right, 
or, or, or certainly restaurant sales in the downtown area. All right, so now you drop a, an, an egregious parking meter in front of the place, which you know. I mean, for instance, I mean, I, I, I like I like the Club Lago. If anybody likes to go to a place where uh, the after work bar there, to me, Jen is one of the is one of the best in the city. Why? Because everybody you throw money, they throw you a drink, right? That that's pretty much universal. But the guys who live live and work on that block, when I say uh, live, a lot of people live at their job. Uh, you walk in there, everybody from that block pops in. They're going to be real attorneys or they're going to be architects. And you'll be sitting next to somebody who's designing, like, the next school building or something. And for me, that's fascinating stuff. So I have two or three guys in there that are architects. I can't wait to see them. And I hope the seat next to them is open. And I'll find out more about, you know, some CTA station they're building, something, something. Because, you know, you know, I love that stuff. Most people probably wouldn't. They think I'm nuts. But, or you'll find an attorney that does stuff for the police union or something. And there's people in there that are real people that you can talk to and learn stuff. But if I don't know one of my buddies is going to be there, I'm not going to park for 10 bucks just to walk in and sit down. Of course not. And plus, you know, since the price of everything has gone up since COVID, you know, $6 glass of wine is now 9 Right? So I have two glasses of wine. I have a sandwich. I'm up to $33. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a ten dollar tip. That's forty three and ten dollar eleven dollars to park. God sakes, John, fifty five dollars for two glasses of wine and a, and a sandwich. That's a lot of dough. I mean, it's it's crazy, right? But it, so how many nights do I not stop there? And, and that the city doesn't know about, or the uh, Tripoli, my favorite uh, place by my house. If you walked in there, you know, at, at six o'clock, you'd find a. Two, three couples, not like 50 or anything. Two, three couples that maybe met there. The guy took the brown line. The lady drove from someplace, parked in front of the place. They, have, they meet there. They have a drink. Then they go to dinner in the city or whatever. You know, it's, it's innocent. And all of a sudden, all right, six bucks to park out in front of that place. You don't see those people there anymore. The thing is that that's, that's like, you know, the, the price point stuff we were just talking about. There will be people who will do it because they won't miss the money that they have to shell out as much as some other people would. But it, that just incentivizes raising the rates for parking or making it scarcer and scarcer. So it, it, this has nothing to do with inflation. This is no, there's no inflationary energy behind this kind of price change. But it has everything to do with driving the consumers away and and you know reducing their quality of life, reducing their expectations, and telling them that if the appetites you have you can't afford anymore. You got to go somewhere else and do this. It's got a, a chilling effect on spending money overall throughout the economy. So it isn't like it doesn't have an impact all the way down the chain. The, the, the parking meter places will make money in, at these places probably no matter what, and they'll, they'll they they see no end. Well, they think they're fine, but but the, but the point is 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 that you're, you're you're charging Tripoli for the for the tax for having the license. You're charging them. Uh, they're putting eleven percent on your bill. You're you're not getting that because you're charging something else. The, right. the the city has no way of knowing how much me stopping at Lago this year twice instead of thirty times. What's that? What's that cost them in sales tax? It's probably cost them more because I didn't pay the parking meter either. It's probably cost them more than if they would drop the price of the parking meter by half. And shouldn't somebody be considering that or, or figuring it in? That, that here's a situation. Here's a, here's a, a loss to us 
and multiply that by how many other people can we can we get some kind of surveying or market research here to determine who's not doing what they used to be doing? I, I don't think they care. They don't it, care at all. They, they, they lob one on top. It's that, that, that was the thing. That my always my frustration with the taxes with Amazon has never it, it, it is it's never really been with uh, Amazon because the guy saw a, a loophole and drove drove a truck through it. I guess that's part of the American way. I mean, uh, it really wasn't up to him to, to uh, bring to the governor's attention that all these people weren't paying taxes. There were laws on the book for you're supposed to pay. The other places just don't have to collect. And there, there'll be people, people would argue, oh, no, I don't have to pay. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, what I never have. Well, no, you've never been caught yet, but but you, you have to pay. I mean, according to the law. And people argue upside, up, upside and down that I'm wrong and they're right. No, I'm not. I mean, I can, if it's over a certain amount, if you owe the state, like, what is it, $500, you're supposed to do it quarterly or some huge number. I mean, whatever number that is. But the point is, how, why Governor Rauner, Pritzker, Ryan, you name it, can walk into the Best Buy and say, well, boy, these, these bleeps are paying all this property taxes. They bought the building. They're paying, they're paying taxes for their employees or they're doing all this stuff. And we're letting this guy <laughs> look for his TV, go on his phone and buy it from somewhere else where he's not paying tax. I mean, it's it's not like it's sloppiness; it's stupidity, John. I mean, you, you're screwing the guy who's paying. You, you're screwing the hand that feeds you, basically. Well, if there's, if we ever had it, and I think we had it to some extent, there was a sense of guardianship over this kind of thing. That if there were, if you had law-abiding, you know, citizens, businesses that were good for neighborhoods, they you know they, they were expanding, they were bringing in money to the taxing bodies. And they were not, you know, centers for crime or illicit activity, whatever. They they pulled their weight. They planned carefully for traffic, parking, everything. They they were doing the right things and conducting, a, you know, relatively clean business. You would want more of that, and you would want to cultivate a good relationship and, and give them a crack at business that Amazon just lifted away from them in spades all over the country. And, and nobody seemed to think that there would be any consequences for this. And, of course, the consequences are so huge. How do you, how do you get a handle on it now? Because how many businesses didn't make it because of Amazon or, or could never even start because of Amazon? I, I just think we, 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 this guardianship we have over, I don't mean complete control, but, I mean, protecting to some extent what's good about what we have and discouraging the, the illicit ways of going about it. You don't reward entities that don't collect taxes and don't care if they get collected and don't collect them, period. And now we're giving, we're giving those guys uh, uh, benefits to build a place. <laughs> right. We're, we're throwing now tax breaks at them so they can further loot our own state's businesses. I mean, maybe we should have given know, a... What kind of moral universe we moved into here, and it's not one that I, I can share. Well, it would... <laughs> It's, we're giving all the guys who move the, uh, the semiconductor stuff or the, the chips overseas, we're, we're giving them money to come back. Like how many, how many times you got to pay these? <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> hey, uh, real quick on the hey, hey jackass here, we have realized we had five, we had two five-person shootings this weekend. Now, if that happened in New York City, it would be national news. Here it happens so often, nobody even cares. Yep. We don't even care. But I'll tell you what, our guys are, are, uh, are, are pretty good. We had... 40, 40 people shot, and we only had four dead. How good are how good are our our, uh, our units? I don't know. I think I think our gun skills are declining. Maybe the, the, the survivors of of these you know warfares 
are starting to show their, their real chops when it comes to aiming or <laughs> trying to hit somebody. It, it, I, I'm not, I, I don't mean it to sound lugubrious about this, but, um, you know, I, I, as long as we have, you know, public officials like Lightfoot and David Brown saying that this kind of stuff is unacceptable, that's what the nuns used to write on your coloring assignment when you colored outside <laughs> the lines, you know. Oh God! I was awful. This is acceptable or unacceptable? You know, a, a, a murder rate of you know ten percent of what we have would, would be acceptable. Well, if you think in those terms, then we got a long way to go. I think we got to change our you know the choice of words here for what's really going well, on. Why can't why can't ramp, we ramp it up a little bit so that we don't use this mealy mouthed way of describing what's what's a horrific statistic? Why why can't we come to grips? And for me, this is easy because I've been colorblind my whole life. I mean, if you go to, you know, the Ku Klux Klan was all idiots and they were all white, right? They didn't care about people, they didn't care about morals. If you threw them all in jail and threw away the key, I'd be happy with it. I wouldn't say you have to have 15 black guys in there to even it out. I would never make something, a statement that stupid in my life. They were, I don't care what color they were. They were, they were all, they all were, they all were people who had no morals. They were people who didn't care if somebody got hurt. They were bad people, I think, Jack. I mean, I you know, whatever. And uh, now in, in this city, we have... I can't believe that we cannot find... A, we can't reach a bottom. Here on... You know, as, hey, Jack, yes, this guy is clever. It's, it's not funny, but uh, there was nothing that happened between 5 a.m. on Saturday. These are, these are people shot. And 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. So why do you suppose that was? Rain delay. Rain all day. Yeah, yeah. Here it is, rain delay. So 10.15, uh, 10.30 at night, some lady who probably has some condo or something she's paying a fortune for, not that that makes any difference, shot while driving by Maggie Daly Park in her car. How, how do you, why can't we admit that for whatever reason we have... 200, 500, 1,000, 1,500 people, whatever color they are, driving around this city, armed to the teeth, don't care who they shoot, they are like rabid dogs. And we need to put them behind bars or worse. And what, why can't we admit to that? We can't. There's a lot of people that are, you know, don't want that genie let out of the bottle because they've, you know. I'm all for giving everybody a break. I'm all for. You know, having neighborhoods where I, I don't want people starving, I don't want anything like that. But once once you reach that level of morality where you don't care who you hurt, the people who are about to get hurt have some rights too. I think. Yeah. Well, to give an example, Tom, there was a you know, news story last week in Park Ridge you know, where the off-duty Chicago cop nailed this kid. Um, and you know, the first five minutes was the lead story, I think, on all the, ch- the local news stations. Um, and they had, you know, the same, you know, phone video, you know, footage that somebody had taken of this incident with the cop kneeling on the kid's back. And within, you know, how many hours of this incident, we had the kid's attorney now being interviewed. We had a picture of the kid in his cap and gown graduating from whatever school. I mean, all this was, and it was all about how horrible what this cop was doing to this kid. And, you know, I'm not saying that, that this isn't somehow, you know, an important piece of, of a puzzle somewhere. But is it, does it really deserve to be on the news? Does it really deserve to be the lead story? Do, do we need five minutes? Of how, do, how do we have... All of which was designed 
to implicate the cop in having exceeded his authority and whatever. And to me, it's like, well, if that's the message you're sending, and you clearly have designed this news story around that that whole idea, then no wonder we've got people running around the city shooting each other because they know that if a cop tries to stop it, the cop will... Yeah, but, but Jan, even, even if, 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 if we took somehow or another the people some people have gotten to this stage i mean it, it, it the Ku Klux Klan guy who's willing to hang somebody it's not it's not it's not about the the man is he he needs to be stopped by force he's not going to stop on his own i mean I mean here we've got 6:30 p.m. 72nd Racine back in our old hood six year old girl gets shot mm-hmm. how is it that every one of these other 40 uh, shootings. Not there's not one video of the person who did it. It's not like eight minors were yeah. shot in those, those statistics too. Yeah, I mean, uh, how, how, w- is, is there is there some place we're going to go low enough to we're going to say enough? We're going to we're going to have people all over the place. We're going to have drones. We're going to have. And I'm not I'm not for that. But this has got to say, you regular people just can't keep getting shot every day, Jack. I mean, and say it's okay. Oh, it's only forty this weekend versus forty-five the last week. I mean, we must be doing something right. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. These cases now are being manipulated so deeply before they ever hit even the, the court system. That, you know, all these judges I've been reading about lately, where they bring in somebody on you know the state's attorney on charges. And there's a weapon involved, and the judge questions, well, why isn't there a weapons charge here? It looks like there should have been a weapons yeah. charge. And it's already been decided, well, you know, we can't prove that, or, you know, this is not something that we really, we want to charge this defendant with. We've got a stronger case here. Well, you know, that kind of discretion, to me, is a, a, a deep part of the problem. Because it used to be, you know, if you thought you had somebody who was offending X number of laws, you got what you could, you worry about proving it down the block a little bit, but you'd gather what evidence you could and make it as much as, as could stick. Stick, but now it's it's all we're going to whittle she, this down before it ever you know gets into the criminal justice phase of it, and so we can win. Well, you know, in winning, they're also putting these people out on probation, but Jan, it's the life sentences and right, but it's, it's the it's so the that they can continue to do this it's same kind of stuff or worse. It's the so we got we'll run over here in a couple what seconds. Kind of power have we given to the to the state's attorneys to make these kinds of decisions? That's I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to agree with you, but I'm also going to mention that, as you know better than me, my attorney buddies tell me, the same thing happens on the federal level. Same thing. Only it's, only it's the opposite direction. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm colorblind. Instead of the, the person you can't, you can't get a witness or nobody will talk, that you can't get that person in jail, the same thing is happening on the upper end. Because 95% of what? Of, of federal cases, they win? Well, they, they can come after me for something, although what they would, I don't do anything bad, but the, they could come after me and they can exhaust my my money and so forth on any kind of a case they want. I mean, I'm going to run out of money for attorneys. I mean, no matter who you are, you can't go against those guys. But they want no part of, like, a big company who's, who's manipulating the market or doing anything like that because they may not win. And then the last thing they want to do is have egg on their face and lose. It's the exact same thing as happening to rich white people, basically, is happening to to whoever is doing the shooting and stuff because they're not, they're not all black, obviously. But the uh, same thing is happening on both ends, and they, they only want to win. Now, one case, it's the big law firms that stop from winning. On the other end, it's, it's people not talking and coming up as witnesses, but you get to the same place, if you know what I'm saying. 
Right, the gangs are a step ahead of them, Tom, because yeah. they've got these minor kids doing this stuff now, and they know they'll get off with light sentences or probation, and you know, you're grooming them you know, to be even more emboldened by the time they reach... Well, if you go to the... God knows what. If you go to the, the pits that are still left on the CBOE, you're going to see a whole bunch of compliance people at the outside of the pitch watching everybody. Like those same guys, you'll never see them watching the online trade and see somebody offered somewhere in the minute you're you're taking its bid its bid ten cents through you. They're not going to do that because those people are too big. Those four or five people that do that, they're they're held harmless. But they're going they're going to stand next to the SPX pit, and anybody who screws up, they're going to be ready to ready to attack. Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. Anyway, John, thank you. Talk to you later in a week. As we features down forty eight, and as it features down one ninety six, be right back with with our friend Nancy, the mortgage girl. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it is time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer, could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates, and a good inventory make adding bricks-and-mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, everybody. Stocks and jocks. I'm Tom Hamas. Mr. Byrne on the board. 
SP Futures down 51, NASDAQ Futures down 204. By the way, Matt, you're a little slow over there. Um, we already have somebody saying that stocks and jacks.info is, is available. Oh, yeah. We should fire it up. I, d I tried typing it in, nothing came up. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna grab that, a dollar ninety nine for the first year with uh, <laughs> good go daddy from what I hear. Well, hey, if we got the money, we we can do it. I think we got the buck ninety nine. We yeah we, we we can afford that. Yes, even uh, with inflation. Even with inflation, uh, Dow futures down three fifty two. Uh, it's getting ugly. Uh, we're in Asia. We've got Nikkei. Well, Asia's not moving. They're close. Nikkei's down one thirty five point five percent. Shanghai up nineteen point six. Hang Seng down one sixteen. 0.6%. Friday, Dow was on down 292, kind of where we are now. S&P down 55, which we're close to now. NASDAQ down 260, not they're a little worse Friday so far. Uh, over in Europe, the DAX down 273 now. These guys have dropped a lot in the hours since we have done this did this before. It's over 2%. What's the only down 21.3%. Kakaron down 102, 1.6. As Russia's uh, closing the pipeline again for uh, allegedly for servicing uh, anyway, so that's what's happening there. Now, nobody knows. Nobody thinks they're going to put it back. People are afraid they're not going to turn it back on again. We've got bonds unchanged, 2.98. The Bund un, uh, up three basis points, actually 1.26. These guys were 0.89 maybe two weeks ago. Uh, Japan uh, back up to 0.22. They probably bottomed out at 0.17. And oil down 42 cents. Brent down 46 cents. Natural gas, however, up another 58 cents, 9.92. Looks like we're going to be ten bucks here today. Our Bob down a penny. That, the natural gas is what's is what's crazy, making the world go crazy right now. Gold down twenty bucks, seventeen forty-two. Silver down thirty-two cents, eighteen seventy-four. Copper down three cents, three sixty-three. Uh, we've got uh, Bitcoin down two ninety-nine, twenty-one thousand two two one. And we've got the U.S. dollar. Uh, well, let's put it to the euro. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're back over, back over the buck. We're at oh, one point wow. zero zero two. So. Should we run over to Belgium and grab a beer now that it'll be cheap? Yeah. Uh, if we're not spending that dollar night, we guys allocate where we're spending our dollars here. Is it worth the airfare to go over? How many beers we got to drink to break even? I don't know, but it's, it's the dot info or it's the beer for me. Yeah. Can't be both. Right. What do you got for us, Trevi Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning. It's currently 7.37 a.m. on Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Uh, weather in Chicago, currently sunny, 65 degrees, a high of 80 and a low of 64. In Phoenix, clear skies, 70 degrees, a high of 100 and a low of 78. Traffic in Chicago, heavy traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between Wolf Road to downtown. Heavy traffic westbound on the Eisenhower between Costner Avenue to 9th Avenue. Traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue to the Jane Burn Interchange downtown. Heavy traffic westbound on the Kennedy between uh, downtown to Harlem Avenue. Traffic eastbound on the Edens between Tui Avenue to the ramp onto the Kennedy. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between the 47th to Jane Burn Interchange. Uh, traffic northbound on the Stevenson between uh, Route 171 to South Kedzie Avenue. And finally, traffic northbound on Lakeshore between East 18th Drive to East Grand Avenue. Lots of traffic today, uh, so watch out, everybody out there. That's all I got, Chief. Back to you. Do we have Nancy? Nancy, Hi, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Miss uh, didn't see you this How's weekend. The weekend? I, well, I was uh, <laughs> I was doing all my working on Saturday, so I didn't make it down south till somewhat late. But uh, and I went over to Peppy's and I had a nice dinner over there. And yesterday she was showing houses and whatever. So oh, you're kidding? Yeah, she uh, she went and showed a house that the guy wanted seven hundred grand for, and her words were, "That place." was terrible they would give them 500 for it so there you go so 
Some people oh, uh, reach just a tad. Um, the uh, maybe you can explain this to me. <laughs> this meme stock phenomenon. I'm just looking here. This AMC is down forty percent today. For God's sake, it's it's trading eleven dollars, down seven bucks from eighteen. This BBBY, which all they do is they sell towels and sheets. For God's sake, I think it was like twenty six dollars last Wednesday. Now it's nine nineteen. I don't. This whole idea that you can you can talk people into making a run at something, telling everybody as long as you're the first person in, the next one's going to be dumb enough and buy it from you, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden the the, the thing falls out. I hope we're not we're not going to. I'm not. I don't think that's going to happen in the housing industry, Nance. But what what is what is your read of? I don't think. I think we probably both agree that the leverage is not there like it was in 2007 and eight. But in terms of uh, median income versus median house price, you could make the argument that we're more stretched now than we were then. Do you see what do you see the risks here of all of a sudden these houses come flying back twenty percent? Uh, you know what time they people are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck as you're saying the median income because you know, people get laid off, they um like the schools, um Sometimes when they're off for the summer, you know, the, the bee workers, I'm not talking about the teachers, but the bee workers there. And um, what they're allowing people to do is, and because of COVID, where people have to stay home, there's a, there actually is some kind of COVID act that's in place. And if you cannot make your payment, they'll, they'll give you three months to get it together if it's related to COVID, and then they'll add it to the back of your loan. That's some servicers, not all. You know, like a, uh, if you have your loan at a, um, a bank that's holding it inside their portfolio, that won't happen. If your loan went to Wall Street, that won't happen. But Fannie and Freddie or FHA owns those loans. That's what they're trying to do to accommodate the people. So the short answer because of that is I don't think there's, you're going to see a big fallout. I think you're just going to see people staying where they're at. Um, I think you're right. And then hopefully they're not all going to get laid off and have to go get a job in Tulsa and they can't sell our house. I mean, that's what happened last time too, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're yeah, dude, but then you've got, like, Kentucky, there's different cities that are offering people 10 grand to come there. Um, well, that's true. I, uh, <laughs> so there's going to be some different alternatives in time. I think last time it was just so shocking that there was nothing in place. Um, and, like, the, on the situation I just described, if you do it a second time, your house just goes right into foreclosure. They won't allow you to do it again. Yeah, I just... So they're trying to work with the people is what I'm trying to say. So I don't think you're going to see what you saw before. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, like I said, I think things are procedurally better. I don't think there's the, there's the uh, amount. Uh, hopefully we're not going to see the kind of layoffs. But I mean, there's there's kind of risks that just sort of get in, in, in bedded answers. You know, I mean, you see me socially as well. Fortunately, everybody, my, my job is always... As a, as a trader, you learn a few things, not, and, and this is probably not good things to have, by the way. You always assume that the person on the other side of the trade knows more than you, <laughs> because because it was his idea, his or her, right? You're just a market maker, mm-hmm. and so you immediately look at, okay, I just did this. The first thing that crosses your mind is not what's the good thing that's going to happen, and just immediately assume because you because you did it, the good thing's going to happen. You immediately look at, okay, where's my risk? And what, what if if the all goes to hell here how bad can it be and how do i mitigate that and that's you know that's what i do for clients and uh and you know but it, it's i asked one of my buddies who was a uh god i haven't seen him in ages but he was a pilot 
and he was an aerospace engineer, which uh, that was one of the toughest majors at Notre Dame, and it is just about anywhere. I mean, for God's sake, you want to make sure the guy designing your plane knows what he's doing, right? Uh, I just made a casual observation one day. I said, you know, uh, these twin-engine planes, they got to be a lot safer. And he goes, why would you say that? And I said, well, I would, I would assume that uh, um, if you have two engines and one conked out, that you can get down with the other one. And he goes, don't ever make that assumption. <laughs> he goes, some, some planes, he goes, the really good ones are that way. Other ones, if either one of the two conks out, you're in trouble. And I go, well, why would anybody do that? It gives you twice the chance of going out. He goes, bingo. Well, how many, how many people do you give mortgages to or get mortgages for that both, both, couple, you know, both parts of the couple are working, and if either one of them gets laid off, they got trouble? All of them. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean that's just that's just a normal fact of life now. It is, isn't it? It's not. It's not like one person can carry it, is it? No, 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 no. Unfortunately, no. And that's you know that's the part that's so hard. And I think that's why people are a con. I see any of Freddie are more accommodating now. They really don't want your house back. They want you to make payments. They're going to try to work with you. And let's face it, people who have COVID do need to stay home. Otherwise, yep. that's how the pandemic got started. Well, that's true. Spread. So they're accommodating that, but, but poor thinking or poor choices, not a, you know, that, that's something everyone does for themselves. So in, in your scenario, I know a guy who skydived, and he told me, he said, I'm going to die in these planes and I said why is that and he goes I just love the skydive and he said the only way I can afford to do it is to go up in a crappy plane and that's how he died you're kidding plane no plane crash he said they're just they're they're old planes they're not as well kept they're not as well kept up as the new ones he said these are like from World War Two. he said believe me that that's the only way you that's the only way you can get to do this and he said, I just love it and pray that, you know, that's not going to happen. And he was an instructor, and sure enough, that plane went down one night, and that was it. That's like saying I want to be, so, a, I want to be a, 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 a deep-sea diver, but I can't afford the equipment. I'll use crummy equipment. <laughs> it's it's right. not a good idea. <laughs> right. Well, I, I have finance two women who customs are deep-sea divers, deep sea divers for um, uh, rescue, search and rescue. And um, both their husbands died in their 30s. Wow. And both these women feel that it happened because when, you know, their husbands lost it, they were good at it, but they didn't have the right equipment when they were down there, and they both got sick. And I, I mean, I was just sitting there just amazed, like, what? You know, with my mouth open. Like, I can't believe what I'm hearing. But I got two of them that way. I had a lady who uh, used to trade for me, and, you know, husband, terrific guy. He was one of these, you know, dudes who was always in terrific shape and, you know, whatever, running in them. If there was a hurricane, he'd run into it kind of thing. And uh, so he says, okay, we're going, we're going to go take uh, scuba lessons. So they head off to some YMCA up at God knows where. And at the end of like a week, I said, how was it? She goes, well, she goes, I loved it. He goes, he didn't like it at all. I got down 12 feet. He says, we're never doing this. <laughs> she goes, I thought it was great. I might go without him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, sometimes you think this stuff is so. You've got where where are the rates now? Are, are people are people dropping back to the uh, adjustables, or 
you're 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 down to what? You're you're under six percent again, right? Pretty much. Right. We're in we're in the fives. I mean, I just did one the other day for um, I think five hundred eight. Five hundred eight. Wow. That, that that's not horrible. That's pretty good. No, no. I mean, they're they're they're. If I did my highest one I did, I think was six point three seven five or six and a quarter, and that was without any closing costs at all. So of course, it's the rate's going to be higher because you know somewhere in there is probably buried five thousand dollars worth of fees. But that's what the guy needed in order to do the loan. But six point three is not, so, not horrendous, and someday if he gets some, no, he's unit. not going to hold. He's going to hold the whole loan less than a year. So it, it's really saving him five thousand dollars. Because he's not going to say where he's at. Well, so he's it already, makes sense to, to you know, put it in the rate rather than uh, pay the fees. Are, are you recommending now that if somebody, if you move to Chicago for, I'll say, two years, would you recommend something like that where you could, you could bury, I'll say, bury the expenses in the rate, or would you would you rent? Rent's getting tough. No, I would, I would, I would, I would purchase. And I would purchase in a neighborhood that, you know, I would purchase a, a I wouldn't purchase a $700,000 home, okay? I'd purchase something that uh, a second home buyer could actually buy and that they would be happy with. And I'd put it in, um, I'd buy in a place where, you know, they, you do see families, you do see kids. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? So that it has a resale value. Okay. If you go out in the middle of, you know, I, I don't want to degrade anything, but I mean, if you go out in the middle of Piatone or, you know, buy 20 acres, I, you know, who's going to buy that from you? Well, you might find the right person, but it's a struggle to find that person. It's going to struggle. And if, you're, if you know you're staying two years and you're going to need to move on, honestly, truthfully, you're going to be better off doing this, the description I've just had because I believe just, um, I just put a girl in a condo um, she her rent. She had a two bedroom apartment, and her rent was going from a thousand to eleven hundred a month to sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred. Wow! Wow! It's a right. That's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, and there's no one there, and there was no warning. I mean, the, the guy when her renewal came up, the guy said, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is what you're getting." And and people from that building are all looking and saying, "Well, gee, rents really went up." Well, yeah, they did, but. I mean, who, who can afford another $600, seven, $600, $700 a month without any notice or anything? I mean, these are people that are making $15 an hour jobs. Well, a person... 10 12 If the rent's 1100 and you're supposed to have, say, a, a third of your money should be for rent, you're supposed to make it 3300 a month, which a lot of people probably can do. When that number gets right. to 1600 now you're supposed to be making... Forty-eight hundred a month. Not many people are there. It's almost fifty grand a year. Right. So I told her, I said, for this kind of money, you could you could actually be in a condo or a, or a townhome. I mean, and I've done two this year like that, where people said, "Well, I, I'm I'm afraid to switch. Um, it's a lot of responsibility, debt to that. But when you show them what you can save per month, it's kind of like, why wouldn't you do it? And yes, you're going to slowly put money in. I mean, and fix it up. But you know, I said you start with paint. That's the cheapest piece, right? Yep. If you're not happy, start with paint, and then go from there. But they can't afford to make an extra five or six hundred dollar a month car payment. I'm seeing car payments time for eight hundred dollars a month on credit reports. Yeah, it's a, and and they're what five years probably. They're not three, seven, seven. Wow. 
I just I, mean, the one I just uh, went to a meeting with um, people who work at um, uh, GM, and they're saying that a Blazer, which now is like in the 50s, it, when it comes out, it's a sharp-looking car. They showed it. It's going to be with the electric. In electric, it's going to be 66000 and a, and a battery is not going to last 10 years. What's a battery, 10 grand? Well, the, I, you know, the, in my mind, and I wanted to ask this, but, you know, I kind of, it kind of got looked over. Um, you know, they had electric cars out, right? So, and the technology has rapidly, is rapidly changing because they improve it. So what happens to the worth of the first electric car you bought when that whole electrical battery system isn't even the technology they're using now? How much does that car worth? I think you know the answer to that. Pardon me? I think you know the answer to that. Not very much. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, are people, that's the question I don't know. I mean, are people going to buy them? Are, are they junk at that point? I mean, a gas yeah. car, we know, no matter how old it is, right? We have mechanics that can fix them, and they will run. But uh, the electrical? Talk I to, have no idea. Talk to Dan Janitas with his transmission went out on his 10-year-old Mercedes. They could not find one. Nobody would rebuild it, and they wanted twenty-five grand for a new one or something. You're kidding. Yeah. He's still, he's still messing around with it. Was, was it two months ago, Dan, uh, Matt? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. He still, he still can drive the darn thing. Hmm. Anyway, the... Uh, I used, to, I used to counsel people. I don't know if he wants to be counseled, but with, with automobiles, I said the, the absolute suicide position is you can't, and I know now it's impossible, so that my counsel is useless. I said don't, don't ever get buy a car where your 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 loan is is longer than your warranty. I don't think you can do that anymore. Well, some cars have longer warranty, but the last thing you want is a seven-year loan with a three-year warranty. What do you do for four years? You're paying... You're paying you're paying a monthly nut on something you're paying repairs in? Well, for a long time, I mean, at least since the 2000s, like when the housing market crashed, what they do is when you trade in your car and let's say your car is now, you owe 20000 on the car, but it's only worth ten. they just take that ten and add it to your new car financing. Uh, well, I, have a, I have a question for that, Nanny. You're, you're closer to this. You know, because you buy, you know, you buy new cars every six months. So the ashtray gets full, as they used to say. You know, um, the the reason why we actually had some, we had a call in one year. The chief, why is the manufacturer re- uh, suggested retail price higher than what people pay? And I'm like, duh. If, if the manufacturer's price is thirty thousand, the regular price is twenty five. That gives you five thousand bucks to bring in the used one. That you could be up to five thousand dollars underwater, like you just said. That's the term underwater. You owe more than it's worth. If it's five grand, they just put it right on the price. Nobody says boo, right? As long as you don't go over the list. Now, what do you do if you walk in? I don't know if they're still doing it. The list is forty, and the guy wants forty-five. And oh, by the way, you're five thousand under. How, how do you? How are they going to give you a loan for fifty? They had an insurance policy on really? for that extra whatever the shortage is, and um, they tell you how much that's going to be, and then that gets rolled into the rate. So it's not just it's not just hidden like before. As no, long, as long as it's no, under- they tell you that you're you're short, uh, or you're well, under. You're saying underwater. You're underwater, and this is how much we have to insure the car in case there's an accident. You know, because you could travel off the lot. I mean, in in a day, get 
whacked, right? I mean, it just happens. And they you they you have to carry a special policy for the amount that won't be covered because the car depreciates and you drive it off a lot anyway. Well, I mind my nephew is a lovely bride was thinking about buying a newer car. Now she got a baby doesn't have to work for three months, so it's probably been put on the back burner. But still, uh, the uh, cute little thing. Boy, she's a cute little girl. Uh, I'd love her anyway, though. Anyway, Nance wouldn't matter if she wasn't cute, but she is. The uh, I'm sure she looks just like it, Tim. Um, you know what? She's got this jet black hair. Nobody can figure out where it came from. I said mine used to be that color, by the way. Just saying. Was it really? Oh God, yeah. What was it really? Thanks. <laughs> God. At one, at one point there, in the, there's in a shot, shot fired. In ancient history, you mean you once had black hair? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Uh, well, that's part. I like. They used to call me Winnie for Winston Churchill. Oh God. Because I just was so bald. <laughs> oh God. The uh, somebody I know had a, had a baby had these big jowls. They used to call the kid Khrushchev. That wasn't good. Oh. That wasn't good. <laughs> anyway, so, but my, well, so anyway, most we, people wouldn't even know what he is. So no, they wouldn't even know who he is now, so it'd be okay. The, uh, the, uh, so if somebody comes in, they, they were going to buy, they were getting up some Honda, and it, the, the list was like 40, and they, the guy wanted 45. And I go, hey, mm-hmm. before you drive that off the lot, because they were going to pay for it and just buy it, I think, uh, and because they, they had something to trade in and whatever, plus, you know, she saves her dough. Uh, so, and I said, boy, well, before you do that, call your insurance guy and said, if you go down the block and stop for a coffee and somebody steals it, are they going to pay you? What are they going to pay you? Are they going to pay you a list? Are they going to pay you what you normally would pay for? Are they going to pay you ten grand over that? You, you, you know, you better. You don't. You don't want. You don't want to be losing ten grand in this, you know, transaction in the first mile you drive it. I don't, how does that even work? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know how that works. But uh, anyway, so. Well, did you ask? What did she say? Uh, they ended up not buying it. So what I guess it became a moot sort of thing. Um, how bad uh, are the layoffs in your industry? I've heard nasty rumors. I heard a rumor that um, I mean I don't know how to, I didn't verify it. But I heard fifteen thousand people got um, laid off at guaranteed rate. Right, well, who's the other guy? The, uh, the 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 rapid rapid mortgage or what's that? What's the name of those places? All of them. Yeah, I don't. I it doesn't matter. There there are tremendous layoffs going on in my industry. I mean, tons of layoffs are going on, and I don't. I, it's unfortunate because I don't know where these people are, are going to go. I mean, you yeah. have to have when you work jobs like this. You have to have a backup skill, well, or you have is, to save your money when it was really, really good. So it, it turns. It really if, I remember in two thousand and seven, it, it it turned that fast where people were. Had a mortgage company one week and everybody was just gone the next. So, what, what, is, is it is it that when everybody in the world is buying or and refinancing, mostly refinancing? I think or, is it that lucrative? It must be to, to hire all these people and do all this stuff. It's um, I, well, I believe it's they hire them because of the um, you know there can be no time delay. Once you lock a loan, you 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 are locked into a rate and you, you've got to get the work done. Okay. Um, and they entice these kids. Um, by telling them where you can make all this money, da 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 da. Like, let's say they'll what they'll do during a time like that. They'll say, okay, you know, here's your regular pay, which what, what might be thirty six thousand, right, a year. And then they say, if every loan you close in a month, we'll give you an extra twenty five dollars. Well, these people are thrilled, but it's not. So that means you're going to work on your own time to get these loans closed for this extra twenty five, right? 
So they'll give you an extra 25 if you host 20, and if you go over 20, maybe they'll do give you 50. And it isn't a lot of money until it adds up. I mean, if you work, you know, if you just stay home and you keep doing them and doing them and doing them and doing them and doing them, they're, people are thrilled. But it all comes to an end. And when it comes to an end, these, these young kids are like, well, why is it coming to an end? And they'll get the salespeople, and it came to an end because it was no longer required. What, uh, we don't plan for that. So are the, are the people say you laid off 10,000 people. Do you put a little, I'm not saying you personally, do you put a little note in there? That, don't, don't worry, they, they want 82,000 IRS agents. Here's the number to call. <laughs> Who knows? I, mean, I, I think there are a lot of, I, I think there's a lot of, um, when somebody told me they got, they told them we're really, you know, the economy is very, uh, the mortgage industries take a big hit. Um, we really feel bad. But we have to let you, you know, we have to let you go, just, you know, sheer numbers. And uh, we'll try and work with you and help you find another job. And that's the last they ever hear from them. That's what I'm saying. The IRS is hiring. Just saying. So. Um, <laughs> and, <we're near> <laughs> and I don't know what your qualifications are to, to be an IRS agent. I do know Chicago passed, uh, Illinois passed a law that if you... Um, want to work as a substitute teacher? You you're quali- you don't have to have any qualifications right now. That's right. That's how bad it is. No qualifications. No qualifications. No. Well, I would, no. I would hope that even if you have no qualifications, you ought to be able to teach like second grade math or something. Yeah. Well, or they're saying as a substitute teacher, your lesson is made. You just teach within the lesson for the day, and that's it. Okay. Well, uh, give us a shameless plug. Oh, if you are thinking, if you're thinking of paying this extra six hundred dollars in rent a month, when you get your increase, give me a call. My name is Nancy Long Graham, and I'm at seven zero eight three four one nine six zero one. Are you an order? You guys, you guys got still live ones. People trading this for that, right? Yeah. Well, you said she was out yesterday trying to to uh, get get some people and stuff like that. There's always going to be somebody looking for something. Um, I mean, divorces are still happening. Um, those kinds of things, uh, people who, you know, for a long time have been trying to build their credit, they're left, that still want to refinance. Cause, I mean, the, I had somebody the other day that said was seven and three quarters, and his second was 11.5. Wow. So, I mean, people, there's still people out there with the old stuff, yeah. Well, plus there's, couldn't do there's, anything plus people are, well, plus people are having babies and they need a bigger house, and, and a lot of people, the kids are leaving home and they need a smaller yeah. house. There's still that rotation that's always healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you still got all that Correct, going. but you, you just have too many people in the industry right now for the amount of people that are, you know, fighting that are out there. All right, Angela, take care the of some of The volume of need is gone. Maybe I'll see you this weekend. SP Futures down 53. SP Futures down 205. Back tomorrow, Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708 708- 349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727.
DAX research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs>